When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. It's a new week. Monday is here on Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency, Elijah Herbal, and Connor Clark taking you through the show today as Schmitty has the afternoon off. He is celebrating the life of his grandmother, and we wish him well uh, in that. And we send love off to the Schmidt family today as Schmitty will return tomorrow. But uh, today, family is on the mind for Schmitty. But again, Connor Clark and Elijah Herbal taking you through the show today. You can find us and follow us on Twitter at Herbal Essences for me, Elijah Herbal, and at C underscore Clark underscore 27 for the man sitting in front of me, Connor Clark, because we've got plenty to get into today. Uh, Matt Rule meeting with the media on Saturday. We also had Evan Cooper, Ed Foley, and some players meeting with the media following practice earlier today. And uh, also conference realignment. It's an evergreen topic right now is today some more news on the ACC, where they might go next, what's next for Stanford and Cal, as well as what could be coming next for the Big Ten. So we're going to get into all of that here today. But Connor, we started off by saying hello. How was the weekend? It's good to see you in here on a Monday. Yeah, hello to you. Weekend was good. Uh, the weekend was off of work, which is seems like a rarity this summer. So that was really nice. Um, and was just be able to hang out, see some friends, watch some fights on Saturday, and uh, just chill out. How was your weekend? So you, you watched the Jake Paul and Nate Diaz boxing I did. match. Did you pay for it? No. How'd you see it then? I just saw it. Answer carefully. <laughs> I saw it. I had my ways. It wasn't me. <laughs> I, was, I was at a friend's apartment. Uh, and they paid for it, and you didn't pay, and I'm sure, yeah. Yes. So I actually didn't get a chance to... Was it worth the, the, the price of admission? Was it worth watching? I mean... I'm not a huge, like, I, I don't get into the technicalities of boxing. Like, it's fun to watch. Like, obviously, I watched the Bud fight two weeks ago at this point. Um, I mean, I thought it was entertaining, but it clearly was, like, from the people who actually watch boxing closely, it was pretty far from, a like, a very good boxing match. Like, Jake was clearly the better boxer, and it wasn't, like, he destroyed... Diaz and again like Diaz is 38 years old he's an MMA guy okay whatever right so it was it was entertaining I mean the build-up I didn't want it like there was so much hype around it just because of the build-up I wasn't gonna not see it so it was no it, Bud Crawford Spence though no absolutely not you know I had some uh some plans I went golfing uh, with Mitch listener of the show Mitch if you're out there listening shout out Mitch for uh for bringing me out to the golf course uh, along with Tyler and Tommy, so uh, we all went out to the golf course, had some plans to catch the fight that night. They fell through, and I sat there and went, well, I don't want to pay $60 to watch yeah. Jake Paul beat up Nate Diaz. I, no. I like Nate Diaz from his MMA career right. too much, and I'm like, he's he's overmatched here. 
I, I was like, I wasn't going to give my money to Jake Paul. He's got enough. <laughs> I think I think you were smart by uh, by foregoing the sixty dollars or however much it was. But yeah, overall uh, a solid weekend, and here we are. We're going to be we're going to be rocking a lot this week together. So let's do it. Yeah, it's good to be back as. Uh, Connor kind of previewing. We're going to be up, uh, Schmidt and myself, Connor chained into the studio. Apologies, Connor. So, ah, that's all right. That's why I'm, uh, I'm sitting in there. It's a part the, of the job. I'm sitting in the producer's chair today as I'm <laughs> double duty. I'll give you the day off there. Uh, we're going to be up at the Pinnacle Bank Championship up in Omaha next week. The course at Indian Creek is where we'll be, and uh, you can hang out at the Herd at Party Tent on the 17th green. Uh, plenty of fun stuff up there, drink options, food options, and a potential $10,000 giveaway should we see a hole-in-one at the Par 317 this upcoming weekend. Hello. So a lot of great reasons for you to get out there, as well as Schmidt and myself broadcasting Tuesday through Friday, every single day remaining this week from 4 to 6 up there at the party tent on the 17th green. So you attraction. can come uh, hang out with us, come see us, watch some golf. That's where we'll be the rest of the week. So we're going to have some fun with that. But where we start this show off today is with football as uh, Connor, let's move back to front on this. Matt Rule met with the media on Saturday. This was following our weekend edition of Hale Varsity, so all this is new since then. We haven't had a chance to talk about it. We'll get into Matt Rule and, and what he had to say to the media on Saturday before we get into our, our cuts from uh, Evan Cooper, Ed Foley, and some of the players uh, from following practice today. We're going to start it off with Matt Rule. Uh, he just very broadly opened up his press conference talking about the first week, what he saw, what he liked, and where they're at, the football team is at the moment. I'm pleased with the first week. I mean, um, it's been uh, it's been a real challenge in terms of what we've asked them to do. We've taken, you know, we've we've taken a ton of reps, ending with like a you, you now the new rules now you can only have two scrimmages in preseason where you tackle over 50 percent of the time. So we ended with like a simulated scrimmage with some tackling, but not over, you know, not nearly 50 percent. So really, really pleased. I think we're um, we're getting a lot of reps and and uh, the guys are working really hard. I'm really pleased with our toughness. Really pleased with our uh, our mindset. And, and reps, Connor, that's been the, the buzzword of the first week of fall camp. Everyone's been talking about the amount of reps that they're bringing mm-hmm. in uh, for this team, uh, from the young guys to the old guys. Everyone's getting on the field. Everyone's getting snaps, except for one. This is a, a, a news flash from Saturday morning, if you will. Teddy Prohaska, he's dealt with injuries about his entire Husker career, and he's now dealing with another injury. Uh, Teddy Prohaska is not with the team. He's out injured, and they're hoping to have him back for the first game. Yeah, Teddy got banged up again, so Teddy's out for a little while right now. Um, nothing long-term, but he's banged up, unfortunately. Um, so, uh, you know, he'll be right. We think he'll be ready for the first game. Um, but, you know, so we're working Turner, we're working Gunner, we're working all those guys on the O-line, um, and then we're going to get Teddy back as soon as possible. And, Connor, this is something that we talked about with Gary on the Saturday show. You weren't in for this, so I'll, I'll kind of clue you in here. I personally believe that the offensive line, I believe what the reports are coming out of fall camp. We had the, the Big Ten bus tour with Howard and Jerry. Uh, they mentioned how impressed they were with the depth of the offensive line, saying it was better than they'd seen in a long time. This is what can derail that, though, for your team and really for your offense as a whole. I think a lot of Husker fans out there, whether or not you're an offensive line fan, someone who likes watching like myself, that's where my mind goes whenever I watch the offense just about every single play. I'm going to watch the offensive line first before I watch the play. And we saw last year just how how detrimental that can be to your offense whenever your offensive line isn't clicking, whenever your offensive line isn't moving in unison. And we've talked about that plenty this summer and even early in fall camp now, the importance of, of building that continuity with your rushing attack that's between the offensive line as well as with your offensive line and, and your running back. And now 
I think the, the warning bells kind of go off for me because this is what can derail your season. A couple of injuries along that offensive line, you're not relying upon freshmen, guys like Gunnar Gatula, guys like Sam Sledge, guys that haven't been around, guys that haven't had that time to, to build up and be ready for the grown men you're going to face in Big Ten defensive fronts all year long. This is what can get concerning, especially when you combine it with the fact that Teddy Prohaska, we love the, the potential of Teddy with that frame, what we've seen from him early. It was going to be such an important fall for him to rebuild that continuity, get back into play in shape, and, and be ready for a Big Ten opponent coming at the end of the month. And now that's all in question is they think Teddy's going to be ready for week one. If not week two, we'll hear that from Rule in, here in just a second. But you worry about the continuity issues this could lead to with uh, a guy that is going to be your starter presumptively. It's kind of early to say, but that's what a lot of the prevailing opinion out there is going to be is that Teddy Prohaska is your presumptive starter. He's now losing a lot of that time to build up chemistry with his other offensive linemen with the rushing attack as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it's tough for a guy like Teddy, too, and I know, and I, I, I honestly feel really bad for the guy, too, because, I mean, keeps getting injured and, and the playing time keeps going out the window because of that. But at the same time, I mean, I guess it's kind of the fault of being as big as Teddy is. I mean, it is so hard to physically take care of your body when you're, what, 6'10 as an offensive lineman, right? I mean, there's a lot of maintenance that goes into somebody that's that big and trying to perform at a high level uh, in, in the game of football. I mean, that goes for anybody, but when you know you add the size of Prohaska to him, I mean, that adds uh, a whole other element. I want to go back to, uh, you said reps is kind of one of the big buzzwords, which I agree with. I also think another big buzzword is toughness. Mm. I mean, that has been one that we've heard Rule say a lot already in this fall camp period, and I think that's a word that this team really needs to adopt this year. I mean, not that the teams in the past haven't been tough, but they need to be tougher in order to try and win these games that they probably should be winning or those close games that come down to late-game situations you haven't been able to execute. There's one thing to be physically tough, but you also have to be mentally tough, especially in those taxing situations. Late in a ball game, less than two minutes, say you're on defense, you need to stop. Say you're on offense, you need to score, right? I mean, how are you going to do that? And I think a lot of that comes down to physical toughness and, most importantly, I think mental toughness comes into a, a big play there. And how do you build that toughness, Connor? Back to your original point, it's through the reps on the mm -hmm. practice field. Whenever you're repping it out every single day, that toughness is what's expected mm -hmm. around here. You need those reps, and that's where I think the, the mind goes with, with Teddy and the concern there. How many reps has he gotten in this Husker career? You, you think right. back, true freshman year, he had that fall camp, and then it was the Northwestern game where he goes down with an injury. So you had five weeks of his season before, okay, you're not getting any more reps this spring. You're gonna, uh, this fall, you're going to miss spring practice as well. We get you back in, you're ready for fall camp last year you make it through a couple of games and you have that shoulder injury. And now he's, he's missing reps yet again for fall. Right. Mrs. Spring comes back, getting ready for reps for fall camp. Oh, the injury derails you again and you're going to be losing out in those reps. That's where the concern goes for me with Teddy Prohaska and that offensive line is as you're building chemistry, as you're building toughness, as you say, to, to be ready for running the football in the Big Ten on a, on a game-in, game-out basis and really committing to that. That's where the concern goes. But Matt Rule did kind of get into the impact of that, that Teddy loss, saying he's feels fine with what Turner Corcoran has behind him and even some of those young guys as they get some reps and they get built up and get ready for Big Ten football. Since I've been here, Turner's been left tackle with the ones every day since I've been here, so that's what I know, right? So I just feel bad for Teddy because he's such a wonderful young man and wonderful teammate, and he was, you know, excited to get out there and get going. But you know what? 
um, when, when I remember when Brody got hurt and the, the Tagaloa family flew out here, I was sitting down with his father and mother and his father was talking, he told me, you know, he said something that imp- impacted me. You know, you learn a lot from listening to people and parents. His father, you know, was talking to Brody about embracing the delay. You know, sometimes there's a delay in what we want. You have to embrace it. It's really good for me to hear. And so I think Teddy's going to come back better than ever. Um, but yeah, Turner, Turner's an excellent player. And, you know, we have some young old linemen that are showing up like the, the Sledge. Um, Catula was here in the spring, but those young guys, they're, they're going to be good players. You know, as Grant Seagren walked on, he's a scholarship-type player. So we, we got some guys that are going to help us. And now it comes down to another big word, uh, Connor, in terms of the first nine months of Matt Rule's tenure at Nebraska, development. Mm-hmm. How much development was Turner Corcoran able to, to get this spring and summer? How much development are you getting from a guy like Gunnar Gatula? I mean, it's rare in the Big Ten, but there has been guys that have gotten you valuable reps and invaluable starts as a true freshman. And you think back to, to Brendan Hymas, was he a little out of his element as a freshman? Yes. But did he still get you valuable reps and that turn into a valuable starter for you at Nebraska? Yes, as well. So I think in a perfect world, you don't want a guy like Gunnar Gatula to be getting a whole bunch of reps as the season gets on. You want that freshman year to be about, you know what, getting the occasional reps against the Louisiana Techs and Northern Illinois. You can bring him in late in the game. You're not going to burn that red shirt, and he can spend Monday through Friday focused on getting better and being the best version of himself that he can be through that first year as opposed to, you know what, every single week it's a new opponent in front of you, and while you're trying to develop, you're also trying to get a game plan down. You're trying to prepare for what Saturday is going to bring. It allows you to focus on, on just yourself as a player if you're not thrown into the fire in year one. And and on one hand, I think you can be excited that Gunnar Gatula's name keeps on coming up as being a guy they're really excited about. I think he's going to play a big role for this Husker football team in, in the years to come. We saw as much in the, the spring game just how different he looked than the rest of the freshman offensive linemen. But at the same time, you don't want that to come at the expense of losing development time here in the fall. And, and it, obviously, it's important to get reps against Big Ten defensive lines, but there's that confidence factor as well whenever, you know what, Whenever you get in there and play Big Ten football, you're ready to go. You're not getting eating alive. I mean, we've talked to Searles about this, just how much of a confidence blow it was to go play Von Miller as redshirt freshman here down <laughs> against Texas A&M. Like, you're going up against a top five pick. You're going to get burnt. And there's going to be future top five and top ten picks in the Big Ten from that edge rusher spot. How are you able to, to handle those guys as a true freshman? You'd rather give a, time, give a guy time and have him be ready for those moments as opposed to learning trial by error. Right, and... You know, you want to develop the young guys on the practice field so they are ready for that moment when they get on the big stage, right? But when you have an injury, too, and this is something that I'm curious about. I mean, you have an injury, somebody goes down, and the next man up is a freshman, and he's the best guy that's available. I mean, at the end of the day, freshman or not, you play the best guys available that you have. And, even like, if that's a freshman then that's a freshman. Is that necessarily a problem? No, because, again, like sometimes, in, in maybe not necessarily in Big Ten football, especially in the offensive line, but sometimes being thrown into the fire can be one of the best things for you. Now, again, it could be against the Louisiana Tech, as you mentioned, or Northern Illinois, or a non-conference game that you, you're pretty confidently probably going to win, right? So you can throw them into that situation. I think that would be great because especially if you have a lead and you know, you're know you going to win the game, give them that opportunity. Put them in front of those 90,000 people. Put them in a game-like situation because it's the only way that they're going to get better. Yes, the practice field can only do so much for you. You can get out there and get reps every day, but at the same time, you're going against the same dudes every day, right? You throw them into that game-like atmosphere, and, and you know, I mean – it's totally different, Completely from, different from the practice field. I mean, you, you get out there, adrenaline's pumping, everything kind of 
gets 10 times faster it almost feels like once you step in between the lines on game day so that's something I'm interested about but if, if the freshman that's backing up uh Prohaska is, is the best available then he's the best available and, and he's got to be ready for the moment it, well, and you say he's got to be ready for the moment but it also comes down to the coaching staff making sure they're ready for that mm-hmm. moment if this is the best guy you got you better make damn sure that he's got the playbook down. He's ready to go. You're spending extra hours in the film room with him, making sure he's got that confidence right. before he steps into that moment. There is an element of taking some pressure off of the player and saying, you know what, it's on me. I'm going to make sure you're ready to go for this game. It doesn't fall down to you. Last right. thought here from Rural before we step aside, take a quick break. Uh, he says, not focused on the depth chart right now. This is something we'll hear from Evan Cooper as well. There's focused on development and getting guys reps for now. I'm not looking at depth charts at all right now. I'm, I'm sort of just trying to get everyone ready and then we get to that third week that's when we start sort of my history has been you know every year that I've been a head coach in college someone that started the year off on the scout team was starting for me by the end of the year and every year I've been a head coach in the NFL a guy that we cut ended up starting <laughs> so I'm, I'm really big on coaching everybody I'm not here just to coach so um, you know Eric Fields I'm trying to get him ready to be a starter you know Dwight Boodle I'm trying to get him ready to be a starter and if they are they are if they're not you know then they'll be that much better when their time does come so some thoughts from Matt Rule following Saturday's practice. We'll have more thoughts from Husker coaches Evan Cooper, his thoughts following Monday's practice. That's coming your way after the break here on Hale Varsity Radio as we're presented by Currency.